Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Electric Leftovers. My name is Jason. I left the door open. Welcome to episode 264. Uh, we're going to give this one another go. This is... Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to stress you out. I don't want to worry you. But it is the end times. Uh, we have... I've been sick since Sunday. I don't believe it is the coronavirus. I think it's either just a stubborn cold or sinus and allergy related, and it just kind of all hit at the same time. Um, my symptoms don't track with any one thing. Could just be me being alive. Uh, my body seems to be fighting that more often than not lately. But hey, we'll see how that goes. Uh, so I've been sick for a couple of days, missed a few days of my last week of work. That's been a lot of fun. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, woke up this morning and there was snow on the ground. And after I was out of bed for about an hour, the power went off for about an hour, which is about the time I started to record this, uh, intro initially. So it's been a day. It's been a day and it's only 10 a.m. tell you. What do we got? What do we got over at the website? Well, we have some new soundtracks. One of those being 1942. Actually, I think that's our only new soundtrack right now. No, wait. I lied. Um, crap. That is our newest one. I was going to track the other new one and I forgot. I'll find it. Don't worry. Mad Father was recently added as well. So that's there. We have some new Mystery Science Theater, which I think we talked about last time. Uh, new episode-wise, we have some more Final Fantasy VIII from me. We have some of the Minecraft stream re-uploaded from me. And Scarlet got all of his monthlies for last month added, which include Tempest, Galaga, Zoop, and Pinball. And I believe, yeah, since last we spoke, the end of Ranger X has gone up on the site. Now, I am in the process of moving over a bunch of my videos and I'm bringing this up now because you're going to see stuff on the site and maybe here on the Low Bias Gaming channel if you listen to the podcast late. Um, some things are going to be changed and there's going to be some things going away on the Low Bias Gaming channel as well. Uh, so what you're going to see starting uh, the 17th is I've been taking down old playlists of my stuff and re-adding them uh, hosted instead of the Low Bias Gaming channel on my channel. And this is doing a couple things. It's cleaning up the Low Bias Gaming channel. It's consolidating all of my Let's Plays into one place, which I've been working on for a while now. Um, and it's fixing all of the descriptions and things like that that were off. Because when we first did the big site move-in kind of thing, which was late December uh, 2013, I believe, when we first did that... Um, videos didn't have descriptions or they had half handwritten descriptions and half pre-filled descriptions and a lot of the information on it was old and outdated and it shows up at the website so it was just easier to do this than it was to go back and manually change every single one of those which would have been literally thousands of parts didn't want to do that talk to coolio about it a little bit and this is the way he suggested I go. So that's the way I'm going. So for the next little while, you're going to see three or four games probably every couple of days show up. Uh, they're not new. They are old Let's Plays that we're just getting kind of filled in. But I'm going to be trying to um, 
kind of clean them up, serialize them a little bit better. Uh, for example, um, Actraiser 1 and 2 just went up, and I think I figured out the order of the Soul Blazer series. Uh, there's like an official trilogy and an unofficial series that includes Actraiser, so I'm going to have things listed like, this is part 1 of the Soul Blazer series, or this is part 3 of the Secret of Mana series, or this is this, or this is that. I'm going to try and get all that stuff really updated and organized a little better. And I just found a mistake I made on the Actraiser playlist. So I'm going to work on that. I'll get us some music, and we'll continue on. You're gonna have to pardon me a brief moment, ladies and gentlemen, while I go and look up the back of the box for our game for the week because uh, silly me trusted Scarlet to do it. Never again, ladies and gentlemen, never again. 
And now, to our regularly scheduled program. <clears throat> Beyond the town of Torchlight lies a world shrouded in adventure and mystery. Guardian warrior Syl appears in a prophetic dream, summoning the player to the Aetherian Steps. There you meet with the Destroyer and soon venture across the continent of Vilderon, an exotic frontier besieged by forces of evil. A discovery unfolds that the alchemist, following his conquest of Dark Ember, disappeared on his quest to defeat the unknown corrupted force responsible for destroying the mystical race of Asterians. Aided by Syl, the remaining Asterian guardians, and clues left behind by the missing alchemist, you will find yourself battling a powerful enemy that threatens to unravel the elements of the entire world. This is Torchlight 2, an action game for Windows by Runic Games, released in 2012, a co-op between Scarlet and I, and Scarlet's old description uh, was fitting in that it was just Diablo 2 in cartoon style, which is Torchlight. Uh, Torchlight is Diablo, but it looks like Hearthstone. I mean, there's a, there's a lot about Torchlight that is very Diablo-y, and I think Runic Games, the people who made it, were actually kind of old Blizzard Diablo people, if I remember right. Uh, Runic Games has only worked on three games, Torchlight, Torchlight 2, and Hob. And that's it. They haven't done anything in three-ish years. And Hob, according to this, is an action-adventure game developed and published by Runic Games. There you go. Let's take a look at some pictures. Oh, there's only box art, and yeah, it looks kind of, it looks like Bastion and Torchlight had a baby. Anyway, I didn't particularly love Torchlight. Um, here's the thing, I'd never played it before, and it's not a game I think that, I think I need to play it once or twice single player, because we kind of really just glossed over a lot of what we were doing. It was fun, I had a good time. Uh, playing the game with Scarlet. It's, uh, it was one of our first and oldest co-op kind of things that we've got on the site. Um, that's where Scarletto hashtag came from. Look, right there. Episode 19. Uh, you can find the, uh, the, um, origins of many things, like Mimic equals game over. Why, what every paladin wants. Why did my potion not potion? Uh, Lego babies. I thought we were playing a fun game. <laughs> oh goodness, goodness gracious, gracious! Torchlight 2. It you know it doesn't look bad, but it looks like a Blizzard game. It doesn't sound bad, but it sounds like Blizzard games. It should have just been a Blizzard game, but then it would have been twice as much and half as fun.
not anticipating much in the way of reviews, so do, do, uh, no, there are none. Oh boy, I love it when there's no reviews. Time Zone and Guess Game. Uh, Moby Games, Games Database, check out Old Game Shelf. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, that's the thing. That's probably where I got the back of the box we talked about last time. No promo images, Japanese spelling, no reviews, critical reviews, forums, trivia, alright. What about you, Games Database? box, the cartridge, the back of the box, the marquees, and that's it. Uh, old game shelf. That's just an auto-generated thing. Wow, guys, I guess you're stuck with me for this one. That's unfortunate for you. Um, so, let me give it my best here. Okay. I picked this game to Let's Play after playing it for the 365 days of the NES. Uh, it was an interesting looking Konami-esque uh, platformer with some interesting kind of earthboundian ideas, like our main character using a hat for a weapon and it being kind of a modern day thing, but jumping time zones and all that, which other games uh, in the past have done, kind of had a, what do you call it, uh, Rockin' Cats vibe to it a little bit as well. Uh, graphically, it is pretty good, it's rather cartoony, but not in a way that Ninja Turtles 2 is cartoony, and not quite in the same way that Rockin' Cats, now that I've said it, I keep going back to that in my head, is very cartoony. Um, kind of on the Bio-Miracle Baby Oopa scale of cartoony. And that's a Konami game, so that would kind of sort of make sense. Would it not? Would indeed. Um, the story is pretty standard. We've just got to go and rescue our girlfriend, quote-unquote, or the hero's girlfriend, or somebody's girlfriend. The back of the box makes it hard to know for sure. From the evil Professor Time, who has taken her and run off through time, that way kind of goes to the Felix the Cat game, which we played, um, where the uh, evil doctor stole what's-her-name, and we had to go and find her using the magic of the magic bag. But this one has us traveling through time. Uh, and not just through time, but dimensionally as well a little bit. We go back in time, and there's dinosaurs, and there's ninjas, and then there's aliens, and then some weird end of time, but not quite Chrono Trigger kind of thing, where everything is just like dolly clocks, and it, it's just strange. Very bizarre, uh, the way the game ended. But good. Uh, the music is as quirky as the graphics are. I would say that's a good. That's a good name. Good name. That's a good word to describe the game. Quirky. It is a quirky little game in the way that Earthbound is quirky. In the way that Bio Miracle Baby Oopa is kind of quirky. It's strange, but it's not bad. The physics, from what I remember, and the con we're talking about gameplay, is a little floaty, but not terrible. It doesn't, the game doesn't have the 
the seriousness, and I realize what I'm about to say, it doesn't have the seriousness that a game like a Mega Man would have to it, so you, there's no stopping on a dime, there's no pixel-perfect platforming that you've got to do in this game that you would have to do in like a Mega Man or a Mario. Uh, so I feel like the gameplay physics, while being a little fast and loose, kind of fit with the goofiness of the game itself, if that makes any sense at all. Um, the music fits along with that as well. You heard some of the music last week. You know what that's kind of all about. Uh, we have some interesting boss fights at the end of every level. But other than that, it's a really standard, at its core, standard side-scrolling platformer. It just has some interesting things thrown at it. Again, going to the quirky thing, kind of like Earthbound. Earthbound at its core, pretty standard RPG. It just twists things ever so slightly. So, oh no, your swords are now baseball bats. Oh no, your helmets are now ball caps. Oh no, you don't have an airship, you ride the bus. Think that done to a platformer and you'll end up with time zone. And I don't think it's a bad thing. I really, really enjoyed the heck out of Time Zone. And I think it is a uh, one of those kind of obscure gems on the console that, from as far as I can remember, never got released in America. It was just Japan only. So, I mean, that's fine. There's not really any um, story in-game that you need to be aware of. If you want to find it and play it, I absolutely recommend that you do because it is such a really fun game. Uh, it's relatively short, so it's not going to be something that you're going to have to sink a weekend to, maybe an afternoon, which is, I think, perfect for a game like this. And I'm I'm bad at doing these because I when I have to do a review like this, it's really off the cuff. I know I don't have to do it. But if I'm going to take the time to sit and write a review, I'm going to sit and write a review. And that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is about uh, read, me reading bad reviews. And since I don't have a bad one to read, I'm just going to give you a bad one that I just kind of word vomit up at you. You know what I mean? Time Zone. It's a good game. It is a fun game. It is a quirky game. It's a game that I think is well worth playing. I didn't think the Felix platformer was going to be worth playing. Turns out it was. I didn't think um, much about a lot of games that we ran through for the 365 NES stuff that I didn't think were going to be really worth playing. But then I played them, and they ended up being pretty darn good. And this, uh, this is one of them. So Time Zone gets a go try it from, from me.
Our lead story in the news this week, uh, by the way, just kicking in real quick, um, I recorded our review and the um, archive section early, so if it sounds a little different, that would be why. Um, I knew I was starting to feel bad, and I wanted to do it before I got feeling real bad, and I just didn't get the rest of it done. So, our lead story, and so it begins. Limestone County Sheriff Mike Blakely is on trial in Athens, Alabama, after facing 11 counts of theft and ethics charges related to his job. On March 6, Blakely went to the hospital where his lawyers... Moved some windows around, sorry. That's better. Where his lawyers told the court he was being tested for COVID-19, the disease associated with coronavirus. But in a special hearing on March 7th, Dr. Mariah Onoya told Judge Pride Tompkins that while Blakely was indeed admitted to the hospital and received multiple tests, none of them were for COVID-19. In fact, she said there was no evidence to suggest that he should be tested for it. The news career reported. Judge Tompkins ended the hearing with harsh words for Blakely's defense team. I don't know what your tactic is, but it is condemned by the court, he said. He wanted to note that he was very disturbed by the defense's mention of COVID-19 and the motion to continue, calling it irresponsible, reckless, and unfair to the community. Well, what's... Was he just trying to get out of doing the court thing? What are the theft and ethics charges? He didn't get into any of the good stuff, man. Meanwhile, in Queensland, Australia, people are panicking and running out of toilet paper during the coronavirus pandemic, which makes Heidi Jensky, Jensky, excuse me, of Toowoomba extra popular after she made an error in a regular online TP order with Who Gives a Crap? You can apparently order toilet paper from there. When it asked for quantity, I put 48, she told 7 News, thinking it would be a box of 48 rolls. Turned out it was 48 boxes. At first she thought it was the online retailer's fault until she checked her credit card, which showed an expense of $3,260 plus almost $400 in shipping. Janetsky is selling the hot commodity to friends at a slight markup, hoping to raise money to send her kids on a school trip to Canberra. She's now known down under as the queen of the toilet paper. Well, there you go. Jack up the prices so your kids can go on a field trip. Very helpful. Look, this toilet paper thing is ridiculous. Uh, coronavirus is a respiratory illness. So stocking up on toilet paper isn't really going to do anything for you. Um, same with bottled water. Your water's not going to get turned off because of the coronavirus. Uh, it doesn't come through the water. It's not in the water. Um, when I went to my local grocery store the other day to get, I wanted fried chicken for lunch. And they have really good fried chicken in the day. I went to get fried chicken. Um, they were out of bread. They were almost out of soup. They were out of ramen noodles. They were almost totally out of sports drinks like Gatorade and Powerade. <clears throat> almost totally out of tuna fish. Uh, almost out of eggs. Completely out of butter. Out of toilet paper. Out of paper towels. Out of sanitary wipes and all that kind of stuff. Um, but the things on the shelf that were stocked plum full, you know, vegetables, uh, canned vegetables, frozen vegetables, fresh vegetables, orange juice, apple juice, grape juice, you know, I mean, butter is not a cure for the coronavirus. Orange juice isn't either, but one of those things is going to do your immune system and your body better than the other. People like to panic. I don't, people will never admit that they like to panic. But people like to panic, I think because it makes them feel important. I don't know why. Anyway, more corona news. It's almost all corona news today. 
Uh, two state attorneys general in the Food and Drug Administration are cracking down on disgraced televangelist Jim Baker, who is now host of the Jim Baker Show on cable TV. The New York Attorney General's office on March 3rd sent a cease and desist order to Baker, and on March 10th, the Missouri Attorney General filed suit against him. At issue is Baker's Hawking of Silver Solution, a, quote, medication, quote, made from silver that supposedly cures all sorts of ailments for use in treating COVID-19. On February 12th, the Washington Post reported Baker asked a guest on the show whether the gel could cure the coronavirus. It hasn't been tested on this strain of the virus, but it's been tested on other strains and has been able to eliminate it within 12 hours, said, quote, naturopathic doctor Cheryl Selman. Now, there's there's an appropriate name for that job. In the letter, the extremely concerned Lisa Landau, chief of the Attorney General's Health Care Bureau, called the segment false advertising and said it violates New York, New York law and gave Baker 10 days to comply. I wouldn't have even given him 10 days. I would have given him like two. You got 48 hours. You're going back to jail, buddy. Uh, he has been in jail at least once before for fraud. A man in Vilnius, Lithuania, with help from his sons, reportedly locked his wife in their bathroom after she expressed worry to him that she had contracted COVID-19 from traveling to Italy, Italy, where she came in contact with some Chinese people. The husband called a doctor who suggested she isolate herself. She contacted police because her husband wouldn't let her out. It's unclear how long she was locked in the bathroom, but Delphi.lt... That's Lithuania's thing. Uh, reported that she was tested for the virus and did not have it. Meanwhile, the U.S. State Department has advised people, particularly older adults, to avoid cruise ships and air travel during the coronavirus onslaught. But some travelers just can't be dissuaded. Take, for example, Ben Stoltz, a sophomore at Florida State University, who head out on a cruise to Mexico this week for spring break. He's hoping to hit the sweet spot and get there and get home before the virus takes hold in Mexico. Too late. To be safe, however, he's bringing along a respirator, face mask, and a deck of cards in case, you know, quarantine. The Daily Beast asked Stoltz if he thought his plan was a sound one, to which he replied, Honestly, no. That is everything you need to know about Americans right there, in two words. Look, I'm going to try and get to Mexico for the sweet spot during this epidemic, you know, before the virus takes over. So I'm bringing some painter's masks and a deck of cards. Do I think it's a good idea? No, but I'm going to do it anyway. America. Animal antics. Firefighters were called to a farm. Oh, we're, we're out of the COVID news. Uh, near Brahman, Leeds, in England on March 7th, put out a fire in a large pig pen. At this particular farm, the pigs wear pedometers to prove that they're free range, Fox News reported. But one of those gadgets was the probable cause of the blaze, firefighters said. They theorized that one of the pigs ate one of the pedometers, then passed it in its excrement, sparking a fire in the pen's hay. The culprit was the copper in the battery reacting with the pig poo. No pigs were hurt in the fire, and let's hope they're getting all their steps in as usual. That is ridiculous. Ridiculous. The continuing crisis, a Polish tattooist known only as Pitor A has pleaded not guilty to causing blindness in model Alexandra Sadowska, 25, from Roklaw, Poland. And there's all my consonants for the week. I don't need to use them anymore. Uh, Sadowska engaged the artist to dye her eyeballs black in 2016. Well, there you go. 
Following the procedure, she had pain in her eyes, you don't say, which the tattooist said could be treated with painkillers. But she lost sight first in her right eye, and doctors told her there was nothing they could do to prevent the same fate from her left eye. There is clear evidence that the tattoo artist did not know how to perform such a delicate procedure, Sadowska's lawyer said, according to the Daily Mail, and yet he decided to perform it, which led to this tragedy. As he awaits his trial, the tattooist continues to run a salon in Warsaw, where he mainly pierces ears. Could be an American with that attitude. Um, crime report on February 28th. Fourth grade teacher Nancy Sweeney, 45, was arrested in Niles, Illinois, for assaulting a neighbor and calling her a expletive Nazi. Well, since it was A and not N, we can narrow down what the expletive was. According to the Chicago Tribune, Sweeney attacked the 87-year-old woman, who is of German descent, in the parking garage of their condominium building where the woman was exercising. The victim was struck in the face with a purse and fell, suffering cuts and bruises. The Cook County State's Attorney's Office approved not only an aggravated battery charge, but also a hate crime charge based on the Nazi reference. The Park Ridge Nile School District placed Sweeney on paid leave until March 4th upon learning of the charges, District Spokesman Peter Gill said. And our final story of resourcefulness, Professor Peter Davies, 70, is an expert in tuberculosis at the Liverpool Heart and Chest Hospital in England and a lay leader of the Church of England. He also admittedly has a porn addiction, which caught up with him in late 2018 when he was discovered, uh, it had been discovered that Davies had been engaging in, quote, inappropriate browsing activity on his work computer, including viewing someone having sex with a horse and a dog. According to Metro News, Davies told the Medical Practitioner's Tribunal Service, In 2010, I made a confession to my wife. She put a filter on all my computers. I had some counseling, and it stopped for a period of two years. But when I came back to it, I realized that I was in really deep trouble. Davies was scheduled to go before the General Medical Council on March 11, which conceded that Davies had, quote, shown insight and took some steps to remedy his conduct. There is a story, an, an actual honest-to-goodness story, um, a guy who had a similar situation actually went in and had a surgery. If I remember the details right, I'm probably getting some of them wrong. Basically, a guy went in to have a surgery on his brain to fix something. And when he came out, he was addicted to porn. Didn't have any interest in it at all before. And as soon as the he had got out from the surgery, that was it. That's all he wanted. The brain is a weird thing, and sometimes we can get in there and poke around and fix things. Sometimes we don't know what's going to happen when we fix those things. Um, it's unfortunate because I think the guy actually ended up going to prison for a little while, and so he he physically cannot stop himself. He's never been violent towards anybody or anything like that, but yeah, it's it's rough and. You know, you feel for the guy. It's amazing what medical science can do, but let's test some of this stuff a little more before we start playing with it. And I realize stuff like that, you know, you, you, you don't really get to do a field study first. But it's a bummer for the dude.
Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for this week's edition of Electric Leftovers. Thanks very much for giving it a listen. I hope you're all practicing your social distancing. We can't call it quarantining anymore, so we call it social distancing because we don't want to offend anybody, I guess. Um, If you are enjoying the show and would like to subscribe to the show, do so. Any podcast software of your choice can find it. If you would like to check out old episodes of the show, you can find those on YouTube. Just search for Electric Leftovers on my channel at Jason's Groove Machine, along with Let's Plays and all that other stuff. You can also find all of the Let's Plays, the videos and the soundtracks, and the old episodes of the podcasts, all of that over at lowbiasgaming.net. If you would like to financially support the show, we do have a tip jar set up over at patreon.com slash jason's groove machine you can hit us up on i never remember venmo at jason dash parton and the cash app at dollar sign darzy taylorberg um i think that will do it for now i'm going to go and get this episode put together and see what we can do about uh keeping myself locked inside for a couple more days Okay. Okay. Electric Leftovers is a low-bias gaming production. Low-bias gaming. We play games.